Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Mm. Mm. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is the intro Start, now. Starting it off real chill. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going out there? I feel like... Is this the ASMR episode? <laughs> I feel like we just... We come at you every two weeks with just ridiculously high, charismatic, handsome energy. Big stink boy energy. Didn't like that. Okay. Big, big boy energy. Big boy energy. And I figured this week we just start things off a little lax and, you know, build you into the process of of what it's going to be like. I have some coffee. I would like everyone to just take a moment, take whatever drink that you have, take a sip, enjoy it, savor it. Yeah, one, one second. One second. Let me join you. Delicious. One more? Oh, I, I don't want to do another one. You can take the sip. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, a comedy podcast. I'm Griffin. I'm, Z- I'm Zach. <laughs> Sorry, let me rephrase. A comedy podcast? I think that question mark is very important to be placed there. <laughs> we need to, to change all of our ads, all of our logos to have a improv comedy podcast? It's, yeah, it's comedy and then the question mark is in parentheticals. Yes. Like, a it's like improv sometimes. Com- comedy. Yeah, air quotes yes. podcast. There we go. Fantastic. Oh, Hi, man. folks. We're back. We're another back. episode, uh, another gaggle of, of friends <laughs> For you to me, <laughs> I, could, <laughs> I just that was a weird opening, and now we're here, and I'm not sure where to go from here. I want you all to know, I want you all listening to know that we have no idea what the first thing out of our mouths <laughs> is going to be when we hit that record button because there is no build up. We count down three, two, one, go, and are in the goddamn show. We are here and we're present, and we're here for you, our lovely, loyal customers. Um, do you want to just dive right in? Yeah, with that in mind, my friends, um, <laughs> today we're, we're doing something uh, a, little, a wee bit different. You see, we had, um, in, you know, the, uh, we get a lot of uh, a fan mail, you know, from, from listeners just like you, letting us know uh, what type of creatures you're interested, what creatures would be good for certain situations. But lately, we've been getting a lot of very interesting um, uh, mail, which mm-hmm. um, is in a request of if we have any... Uh, Contacts any hookups with people who are looking for more specifically hench folk. Yeah, you know minions. Um, uh, ring a ding ding. Calling all hench folk. Calling all hench folk. Here is your internship opportunity. Um, <laughs> as we broadcast to our listenership, um, uh, some possibilities. If anyone's looking for any, um. Uh, yes, little, little bros and and broettes and bros in the middles, um, <laughs> that want to come and hang uh, with you. 
Yeah, we reached out to our network of uh, contractors and influencers and just all around nice people and seeing if they needed any hench folk for any of their missions, any of their, you know, uh, high security details and are inviting any and all hench folk into Zack and Griffin's multiversal pet shop to have sort of a meet and greet to meet with employers and arrange those contracts to chase that paper. Most definitely. There will be punch and there will be cookies. We will have a gluten-free option for anyone Mm -hmm. who's interested. Anyway, we're going to (laughs) dive right in to some of the interested parties that we have received letters from. Um, And uh, who knows? If we get enough applicants, we may end up um, going to full-blown job fair style later on in the future. Yeah, if this this project uh, proves successful, if this outreach program program performs well, then, yeah, who knows? Zach and Griffin's multiversal job fair might be on the horizon. Let's, let us see. Um, I want to disclaim everything that we're going to be talking about. Uh, we will be reading entries from the owner's manual and from uh, Oval's Guide to Critters. And let's all remember that the entries in here uh, speak about the broad strokes of a very specific dimension of what this type of creature is like. Most As definitely. we all know, there is an exception to every alignment. And where in your world these creatures might be considered evil and black-hearted, in other dimensions they might be super friendly and, like, really business-minded. So, just, you know, bear that all with a... We'll be, we'll be giving you an introduction to sign up sort of the, the standard, but understand that, you know, there are deviations abound therein. Brad, let's, uh, let's kick it off there, Mr. Coldiron. So, starting us off. We got goblins. Got goblins about. Got goblins. Was... Goblins are the number one hench folk in need. Didn't know if you knew that, but it's true. At least in some places, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zach, when I say the word goblin, what do you? What comes to mind? I uh, 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 first think of small green, big old ears. Um, and uh, tend to serve some sort of dark master. Yeah. Uh, goblins, according to the owner's manual, are considered small, black-hearted, and selfish. Uh-huh. But again, take that all with a grain of salt. Uh, they lair in caves, abandoned mines, dungeons, other dismal settings. Individually weak, goblins gather in large, sometimes overwhelming numbers. And they use anything at their disposal to abuse whatever authority they obtain. That's <laughs> very, very good. Goblins are part of a larger family of creatures called goblinoids. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a number of different goblinoids, hobgoblins, bugbears, things like that, uh, that usually take the lowly goblin and bend them to their, their submission and will to make them do their dirty work for them. Goblins are oft considered lazy and undisciplined, which, again, a little judgy, but here we are. Yeah. Goblins, they are followers first. It's kind mm-hmm. of their tendency. But every now and then you've got the, the goblin king or queen who manages a, a significant number of goblins, hundreds even, spread out across multiple layers to ensure their tribe's survival. Okay. Uh, Goblin bosses are, however, easily ousted. Oh. (laughs) 
Uh, again, because you've got hobgoblins who roll in and be like, hey, I don't really like how this operation's running here. I'm in charge now. And then, you know, that happens. Then you got to have a, a, a bobbing for apples contest to decide who the next queen's going to be. <laughs> Just an example. Well, see, I, I I would like to hit you with a different idea. Mm-hmm. And you know, it sounds like it, leaders are ousted very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think that there could be a a more formal version of this that I, I just came up with called the oust joust. The oust where, joust, where you must joust the person you want to oust in an and oust joust. If, and yeah, it's an oust joust, and if you uh, win, then boom, you're the new leader. Hmm. That is, and and you know what they would be jousting on, Zach Rob. Um. I, I think I know, but I would love to hear it in your dulcet tones, Griffith Cold Iron. Wolves. Ooh, wolves. Goblins goblins are wolf riders. Because, you know, they're they're small. They're they're a small goblinoid creature. Okay. Um, ranging from, you know, three to four feet tall and generally pretty light. So they can use creatures like wolves as mounts. They also have an affinity for keeping rats around. As companions, they kind of like rats as their own personal uh, pet buddies. Well, especially I feel like since goblins tend to uh, uh, shirk off the more what we would refer to as civilized living. Right. You know, also having rats that kind of help to get rid of some waste. Yeah. Would be nice. You know, they yeah. nibble up that, that rubbish that you don't want. Mm-hmm. They you know stay away from sunlight. They sleep underground. So rats are a natural companion. Um, and like wolves, goblins are pack hunters. So those kind of two go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So there's a number of things that goblins have going for them that make them good hench folk, right? M- good, good, good minions. Good, uh, solid, all arounder core members of your tribe. Uh, they are. They have an affinity for beasts, right? Namely, wolves. Now, I've I've always um. What is the difference between a wolf and I believe goblins are also tend to be seen with something called a warg, a warg, a warg, a warg, a warg. Oh man, you're gonna have to. You're gonna. You're gonna need to give me a second. Oh, that's that's fine. I mean, to to, to send your send your reel in there, man. Oh, a warg, a warg. With well, an I, o. See, I, I always confuse that with like a uh, 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 Game of Thrones, like warging, warging into something. Yeah. Um, according to the owner's manual, uh, the one of the largest distinctions between wolves and wargs is wargs are classified as monstrosities. Ooh. They can speak goblin, which is terrifying. That is, that's, that's real spook. Uh, they're considered an evil predator that delights in hunting and devouring creatures weaker than itself. Cunning and malevolent wargs roam across the remote wilderness and are often, or are often raised by goblins and hobgoblins. Uh, they use wargs as mounts, but a warg will turn on its rider if it feels mistreated or malnourished. Um, so yeah, they are—they're kind of—they're larger than wolves, and generally, I think, just nastier, just meaner. And can speak, which is and can speak, which again real, is terrifying, real, real disconcerting. Yes, um, but yeah, so you have goblins who can—they can tame wolves, they can tame wargs, and you almost have like a cavalry unit then at that point. Uh, they could be good in those natural environments. They're natural explorers in caves and different underground dwellings. You know, they've got the basic cleverness of being able to make traps. They're very fond of traps. Mm-hmm. 
And there are also goblins uh, who rarely uh, become spellcasters. Oh. Uh, and they're called booyogs. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. In Oval's Guide to Critters, um, let's all remember that Oval's a little judgy too. And they say mm. goblins typically lack the intelligence and patience needed to learn and practice wizardry. They are more likely to end up kind of more akin to like a sorcerer born mm. with the magic gifts. Gotcha. But then uh, uh, they have little experience with magic just kind of as a people. So they make no distinction between the different like types. To all of all to them, all magic is called booyag, and anyone who can practice magic is a booyag. Is is there a magic? Well, booyag, booyag, man, booyag, bro, booyag, dude. <laughs> so, if let's see, hmm. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the best way to really highlight the goblins that come to us. And like, what's the what what's the top three things that we could if people in need of various problems? What top three problems could we send goblins toward? Um, goblins. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I was gonna say I was gonna uh, think. Uh, what's the one word I can think? One word you can describe a goblin as, and the, for that I would say determination. 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 Mm. They're gonna get that job done. Even if they have to kill their boss to do it, which to me, <laughs> in an oust joust, so, so, in, in an oust joust, which to me sounds like like quite a lot of determination. Yeah. So jobs where you got you got to be determined, you know. Yeah. I think they would handle really well in both kind of like outdoor nature environments. Yes. But also like subterranean environments. Most definitely. Got that dark um, sight. Mm-hmm. That dark sight. That dark sight. No. They they work well in large numbers, so mm. they're they work well in group activities. There you uh, go. They they respond well to leadership. They're very nimble. I think they make good. I think I think I mean, goblins are just your really powerful overall hench folk. I think so too. Now here's a question: Can we do Ocean's Eleven with goblins? Goblins Eleven. Goblins Eleven. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Now remind me. That's that's Clooney. That's that's well. I mean, it, it was originally like Frank Sinatra and some other people. Right. That I can't, yeah. Those those Rat Pack folk. Um, yeah. That I can't think of their names because I'm an uncultured swine. Um, hey, same man. Hey, here we are. But then yes, they Marlon uh, Brando. I th- I do believe so. Yes. That's an actor. That is an actor that was in around <laughs> that era. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it was George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, and some other people that were in. Uh, Bernie Mac, God rest him. What a guy. Uh, the Mac Man. Yeah, the Mac Man himself. Uh, yeah, goblins, I think they could be decent, like, heisters. I think that'd be real good. I think they'd be pretty good heisters, is the thing. <laughs> I think they'd be real good heisters. I think, here's the thing. I think they'd be really good... Until things started going wrong. Yeah. Unless they had really good leadership. Unless okay. they had a unless they had a goblin Clooney to really hold the team together. Because if something goes wrong, I think they just start panicking and are just ah there was... don't know what to do. Ah! Oh man, that's this is fair. Um. <laughs> 
but still, I mean, but but then it goes from cool espionage like heist movie to just a comedy, to just a slapstick comedy, slapstick Ooh. comedy, dual genre film. There we go. Hell yeah, I love so, it. So, if there are any folks out there listening that they you want something determined, you want something tenacious, you want a pack of lovely folks, lovely green folks to get the job done and just for, you know, a solid amount of pay and recognition. Goblins. There you go. Just as long as they get their even cut, there you go. Let them th- fight over I, it once I you think, give it to them. I, I, I think that we've said all that, that really needs to be said about goblins there. Hey, yeah. they're, they're baller. They're, they're tiny. Kind of yeah. cute. And well, they will get the job done. <laughs> get God. the job done. Determination. The Goblin Way. The Goblin Way. I like that. <laughs> All right. So uh, we got some, some more henchfolk to burn through. Zach, what, what you got for me? What do you want to highlight I, next? I have got for you essentially the dragon equivalent of a goblin, which is a kobold. Kobolds. Kobolds. Kobolds, as um, I, 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 don't, I believe is described in ovals, are tiny dragons yeah <laughs> they are um of a uh a draconic um sort of ancestry but mm-hmm. um they are tiny little small people that uh, tend to um you know in the past you know as history proves serve evil dragons um as minions henchmen um uh, that, uh, as the uh, uh owner's manual describes toadies which i always thought oh. was a very fun term Ever That's since I watched a word. Christmas story, because <laughs> the, the, there's the one who's real mean, and then he's like, "I'm telling my dad," and I was like, "That's fantastic," because I think kobolds fit into that really well. Absolutely, that sort of archetype. Toadies. Yes. Now, kobolds. They're great. Um, they uh, do 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 as this says. Um, are craven reptilian humanoids. That worship evil dragons as demigods and serve them as minions and toadies. Cobalts inhabit dragons' lairs when they can, but more commonly infest dungeons, gathering treasures and trinkets to add to their own tiny hordes. So they Aww. learn from their masters and hoard as they can. Aww. Yes. Now, cobalts, um, just like goblins, you know, they um, are are spend a lot of their time underground. They're not very mm-hmm. uh, surface dwelling. They live in you know the uh, underground and the hordes of their their dragon masters. Um, very gifted tunnelers and builders. I believe in ovals describes they they hope to one day get their get their wings, which is I always, do think that I do think that some kobolds they are do. born with wings. They do right here. A few kobolds are born with leathery wings and can fly. Known as urds, they like to lurk on high Erds? ledges. Urd, U R D S, yurds. Herbs. Herbs. Now it says that although the Erd's wings are seen as gifts from Tiamat, the Dragon Queen, wingless kobolds are often envious of those gifts and don't get along with Erd's well. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yes, I mean, just like a lot of evil dragons, and again, there's you know exceptions to every alignment, they can be a little pious. <laughs> I mean, if I was a little dragon man, weep little dragon man. Anyway, um, if I was a li- <laughs> Mumford well, and Sons has officially made it into the podcast. Hey, that's um, real good. 
if I were a little dragon man and I knew of a deity out there that was a five-headed dragon... Oh, most deaf. I would be an absolute reference. If I, if I wished I was a full-blooded dragon and so I dedicated my life to serving dragons at all times, like, I'll yeah. be down for it. I'd be in. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, Miss Matt, Tia Matt, um, it's, it's also, if you're, you're listening, um, you know, I, I believe there was a, I, I saw you in a Denny's once, I think. Chili's. Oh, no, we we, was, it, was it a Chili's? I, I think know. it was a Chili's. It was a long time ago. Stories yeah. are stories, baby. Um, but yes, um, Miss Matt. You, you seemed real nice, Miss Matt. Um, now over in, uh, <laughs> sorry, is that her name? Is it first name, last name, Tia Matt? Matt? Yeah, I, maybe. Who knows? Isn't Tia like the Spanish word for like aunt or something? Maybe. Hell yeah! It's, it's the Spanish word for aunt. Yes. Aunt <laughs> so Matt. you're Aunt Matt. <laughs> hey, Aunt Matt. What's up? <laughs> Auntie Matt. All cobalts are just referring to her as as Auntie Matt, basically. <laughs> oh, so you're an auntie. See, I'm an auntie. So I go back and forth. I'm weird. Aunt and aunt. I my brain can't decide on a pronunciation. That's fair, I go back but... and forth. Now, um, oval. Um, out uh, while observing the uh, the kobolds, um, has sort of seen um, some different sort of variations in you know, much like the the warriors of the Forgotten Realms choose their classes. Mm-hmm. These kobolds can do the do do the same. Hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I, we we have a few of them that um, I you know uh, our perspective um, evil lords. If you're looking for some kobolds. <laughs> It's some things to maybe think about. So the first one um, is the Cobalt Dragon Shield. Okay. As their I'm, name, I'm guessing there's a shield in there. There is. Yeah. A, the the image in here, he's holding a little spear, and he's got like it looks like a cool like dragon hide shield, and he's got a hood on. Mm. Looks like a pretty cool dude. Uh, <laughs> they have dragons resistance, so they're resistant to um, usually well much like dragons where they um. Depending on their coloration, they have mm-hmm. certain breath weapons and resistances to you know based on that sort of ancestry that they have. It seems that mm-hmm. they uh, that uh, cobalt dragon shields have a similar characteristic. So depending on their huh. coloration, also can have that dra- um, sort of dragon's resistance. Interesting. Yeah. So depending on the dragon that gave it this power. Ah. There you go. So there we there we are. All right. Now it does have the the heart of the dragon. It says if a cobalt is frightened or paralyzed, um, it can uh, 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 repeat. Um, it has uh, extra resistance to being frightened and paralyzed. It's got that dragon okay. heart, baby. Brave so these, heart. So, <laughs> so these these are kind of like the more of like the sergeants of the cobalt ranks. Yes, as I read farther um, into that, not only does this affect itself, but its bravery from overcoming these, um, you know, f- the, this frightening or paralyzing ability. Mm-hmm. Also um, defers to all the uh, other kobolds that are around it. Nice. So it leads by example and shirks off that shit. Because um, as you mentioned earlier, they're largely considered cowardly. Um, yes. But, but there's, just as there is an exception to every alignment, we're going to plan that sting a lot this episode. Yeah, we there's are. an exception to every kobold. Coward. Yes. <laughs> now, what's just to, to, to stack even more... Ooh, Someone tries to frighten or paralyze this bad boy. Mm-hmm. He can be like, wait, give me a second. Oh, wait, I'm good. Not only that, but all the kobolds around him within about 30 feet 
also mm. get this effect. Not only oh. that, those that are affected and, and it, it works successfully for get a, a boost on their next attack. Oh, very nice. That's a very good move. Dragon shields <laughs> bring the heat there. Um, like all kobolds, you know, they're pack hunters. So while they're fighting with you know other kobolds, um, other allies, really, mm-hmm. um, they uh, are a little skilled. That's how they've learned to fight. Um, and so they're very stronger together. Yes, but like all kobolds, they're also sensitive to sunlight. So if you're, they're in that direct sunlight, they're not going to be as effective. So kobolds would be really good for our more subterranean dwelling uh, exactly. individuals and and taskmasters. Exactly, uh, exactly. Maybe some dwarves who need some work done in their cities. Yeah, most definitely. All right, now the uh, the, the next sort of class here. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Sure. So this this is the Cobalt Inventor. Ooh. Now this one I find very, very intriguing. So with Cobalt Inventors, um <laughs> they're crafty, uh, and with quick hands, build improvised weapons in the hope of gaining some new advantage in combat. An inventor captures bugs, scoops up exotic dungeon slimes, and claims the best stolen goods as ingredients in its experiments. Its creations are sometimes comical in appearance, but like <laughs> cobalt traps, they work a lot better than the materials would suggest. So the image right. here is this little cobalt with a mm-hmm. big stick that has a scorpion tied to the top of it. Um, a back, <laughs> All right. A cage on its back with a skunk inside. Um. And what looks like, a, like a, a mug or some sort of stein on its wrist, like as a bracer. So this huh. is great. Some, some uh, abilities that it uses. Um, well, it's some weapons that they, they tend to use uh, are just um, bags with swarms of insects in them. Amazing. That they throw out. Um, That's they, actually... I would hate that so much. Uh, they uh, like to whip up sort of cocktails, um, that which uh, I feel like most um, people may have heard the term alchemist's fire. Um, sure. They, they whip those up and just whip them out, uh, bursting into uh, very arcane-style flames. Oh, my God. Um, which can be horrifying. Smacking people with its scorpion stick. That's the worst. Like... Not that would you, actually mess you up a lot. Not only do you get hit with a stick, but also stung by a scorpion. That doesn't sound very fun. No. Swarms of rotten grubs. You know, a skunk in a cage. Wasp nest in a bag. So like, what I'm hearing is that they are they are resourceful. They are very resourceful. They are crafty. Mm-hmm. Able to make the most out of limited materials. Exactly. Economic. Definitely. I think that kobolds would be really useful in, like, a big dwarven undercity. Yeah. You know, like a forge works. Oh, that'd be where good. Helping to expand out tunnels and... Oh, defos. Make new, make new mine shafts, able to really just kind of from the bottom to top redo, like, entire... Uh, infrastructure? Uh, infrastructure yeah. is the word I was looking for. Infrastructure. Yes. A lot of the like have relaying resources back into the, the, the city from the mines and so on and so forth, making the roads just like uh, oh, man. put put these cobalts to work. Must have now there's Let one them more. do what they want to do. Oh, there's one more. There's one more, if I may. Oh, well. I'll go through a real real quick. And All this right. is this is the cobalt scale sorcerer. Oh, so we got a magic boy. A magic boy. Yes. 
They have innate talent for the arcane magic, making it highly valuable member of a tribe for several reasons. Because the yeah. Cobalt's deity remains imprisoned most tribes. Well, I'm assuming this means Tiamat. Auntie mm, Matt. Yeah. Miss Matt. Uh, yes. Uh, most tribes lack individuals that can use divine magic. And so the scale sorcerers fill the roles of advisors and historians. Mm. Um, in times of peace, they use their spells to fortify and enhance the warren and aid the rest of the tribe. And when the tribe is threatened, a scale sorcerer lashes out with fire and poison against enemies, saving a bit of magic for itself in case it needs to flee or take advantage of a captor. There you Fair. go. It says that they're duty-bound to a dragon, which I think is just a kind of a beautiful sentence. <laughs> now, I'm looking at this picture of the scale sorcerer. Yes. And I, and I would like you to as well, uh, on Oval's very good book, page 167. Most definitely. Those wings are fake. They, they're definitely fake. Those wings are, like, made... Those are, like, if Batman made wings. Like, <laughs> that's the wings when you're, like, 13 years old, hanging out with your friends, that you decide to tape a bunch of cardboard together and jump off your roof to try to fly. But, hey, if it works, like, fuck yeah. Does it, though? I mean, maybe. Does it, though? <laughs> I don't think that it does, my boy. Yeah. Now, Oval does have a sentence in the top that I thought was going to be nice, but then also was kind of back, uh, a little backhanded there, Oval, and says, Never make the mistake of thinking kobolds are stupid or backwards just because they're small. Size has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's nice. And then I read the last sentence and went, oh, that's fucking rude. Oh, Oval. Oh, oval. But yeah, they have a cool oval. Spell casting like any sort of um, humanoid, I suppose, mm-hmm. sorcerer would as well. You know, they have the ability to use sorcery points and um, use uh, that to um, boost their spells and make them stronger or quieter yeah. or whatever else. Um, and then just like every other kobold, you know, it, when fighting with uh, pals, it fights a little better. Yeah. Stronger together. They're stronger together. Beautiful. But that right, is so kobolds, my friend. I think my one word to sum up kobolds. Oh, I, I like this. I think we should do this for all of them. Yes. Yeah. Resourceful. 100%. So goblins, determined, determined. kobolds, resourceful. You've got, you've got a band of little dragons, which A, is just badass in the first place. Yeah, most definitely. Can you imagine rolling up to, like... You know, rival gang territory, and you've got thirty little dragons behind you. Oh man, dude, you're done for. You got a bunch of dragons. Just a bunch of, and one of them's got weird cardboard wings on. One of them's got weird cardboard wings. Three of them have skunks. All of them have daggers. And, and at least five of them have some scorpions tied to the top of a stick. Some of them got shields. Some of them got slings. Who knows? And they're all dangerous. They're, they're all they, going to surround you and just kind of, like, nip at your heels. They's all going to fuck you up. Yeah. Or help out your infrastructure. There you Redesign go. Redesign your infrastructure bottom to top. There you are. Times Beautiful. of peace. Cobalts. Times of war. Cobalts. I love it. <laughs> all cobalts all the time. Uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big, big fan. Yeah. Um, great. I think that wraps up Cobalts. I think that wraps up Cobalts for now, my friend. All right. Um, folks, I, I did want to, before we uh, dive on to our next creature, our next hench folk, um, to uh, give a shout out to our sponsor this episode. Um, this whole uh, hench folk 
roundtable discussion has been made possible by uh, the good folks over at Grumble. So um, I'll just I'll just let them just, just, just listen to the ad. Listen to Grumble. Okay. There are hundreds of dating sites, dating apps, and matchmakers out there, and do you know what they all have in common? A complete lack of respect for the humble goblin. Are goblins just expected to pick up the dregs left behind by the dashing half-elf sweeping away the fairest maidens? Are bugbears just supposed to be the third wheel to their dwarven friends all their lives? Are ogres really deserving of love? No. No. And yes, on Grumble, things are different. Grumble is the premier dating and romance service for goblins and goblin kin. At Grumble, our staff delicately reviews every application to ensure only the deepest connection between you and your future love, or loves. We cater to all genders, colors, and sexualities. Just say the word and we won't stop until you're thoroughly satisfied. Just listen to some of our most satiated clients. Before Grumble, I thought I'd never find anyone for me. Between my busy schedule of murder and pillaging, there was no time to look for love. Now, thanks to Grumble, every day I return to my cave, covered in the blood of my enemies, to the little green love of my life. I don't know how I'd pillage without them. After a hard day of trading stocks and bonds, it was nice to meet up with my newfound hobgoblin biddy for a good old-fashioned bone-down. Let me tell ya, Grumble got me exactly what I needed. Someone to share my hyper-aggressive sexual tendencies with. Price, no problem. Discretion, don't worry about it. Satisfaction, Guaranteed. Big thumbs up to Grumble. Me and my bugbear partner were looking for someone open-minded to add to our relationship, but goblins aren't really well known for being that flexible. However, thanks to Grumble, they curated several candidates for us to look over, and we welcomed Brizgax to our home and our hearts. Couldn't have done it without the hardworking folks at Grumble. Thanks, Grumble. Sign up for Grumble today with 25% off your first month using the promo code PETSHOP and start looking for the goblin of your dreams. Grumble. Get busy. Oh, Grumble. Hey, thanks folks at Grumble. Uh, I won't be cashing in your services um, as I am not a goblinoid. But um, I will make sure to send all of my uh, single and or horny goblin friends your way. Most definitely. All right. Oh, boy. Well, my friends, we're going to jump right back into it. Uh, we're, we're keeping our, 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 our buddies, um, those nice, tiny folks that are good at helping with stuff. And right now we want to focus on uh, some little raven-like friends called the Kenku. Now, Kenku are, um, as Oval describes, under the um, effects of an ancient curse a long oh. time ago. They were able to fly. They were able to speak. But I believe it is, um, yes, they were uh, minions of Grazd. I don't know if that's pronounced. Grazd. Right. Sure. Grazd? 
Mm. Grass? I don't know. Grass. Yes. Grass. <laughs> Mis- uh, Mr. Grass. They were minions of grass, or while others say that they were scouts and explorers for the wild dukes of Aka. A-A-Q-A. I don't know how the fuck to pronounce that. Sure. <laughs> Whatever the truth, according to legend, the Kenku betrayed their master and unable to resist the lure of a beautiful, sparkling treasure, the Kenku plotted to steal the item and escape to the material plane. Unfortunately for the Kenku, their master discovered their plan before they could enact it. Um, mm. And, yes, so they were uh, put under Curse. three... This says three dreadful curses. Oh, my One, God. their beloved wings withered and fell away from their bodies, leaving them bound oh. to the earth. Second... Um, I understand of, that one. Yes. Because of their ingenuity and skill... Um, that they had towards scheming against their patron, the spark of creativity was torn from their souls. Holy f- shit, what? And finally, to ensure that Kenku could never divulge any secrets, their master took away their voices. Once the entity was satisfied that they had been sufficiently punished, the Kenku was set loose on the material plane. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. So, rough. A lot of Kenkus remember this, um, and, uh, spend their whole lives searching for the ability to fly again. I understand. I know you do. I know you do. I feel for Kenku a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, right? They're kind of tragic heroes, but not really. Shit. Now, they are described by Oval as hopeless plagiarists, ideal minions. (laughs) Sorry. Hopeless plagiarists. Yes. It says, as a result of their lack of creativity, uh, they function comfortable as minions of a powerful master. Um, but, uh, the yeah, since they are not creative on their own, however, uh, this sort of gave them a bit of an, uh, a very good skill and that they're very good at copying. And, you know, since they can't create themselves, they're very good at copying, counterfeiting. Um, okay. And, oh. yes. And because of this, they got very good at imitating as well. So uh, a, a way that they communicate is instead of you know speaking, they sort mm-hmm. of bumblebee from Transformer style, mad lib sounds and words they've heard others say. Nice to be able to communicate. So it's like every time they hear a word, it just kind of gets added to their to their lexicon dictionary. Yeah, yeah. But it's in the voice of the person they heard speak it. Exactly. That's super weird, and I yeah. love it. It's weird. They make a lot of sounds, and um, yeah, a lot of them they don't have a, a name for per se because yeah. they wouldn't be able to say it. So it's like a sound effect usually, like the sound of I think it describes it as uh, rocks clattering down a hillside or something like that. <laughs> and so they just open their beaks, and there's just sound comes yeah. out. Exactly. Um, That's hilarious. But yes. Uh, so they're really good at you know counterfeiting, copying, um, being very good scribes and artisans as well. Because like mm. you know, if someone makes something, they can then recreate it in just, mass. Need be just naturally. So yeah, they're just naturally have the innate ability to copy to you know to 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 break something down and figure That's out how wild. it's made and remake it. Yeah, this is like so, the definition of a blessing in disguise. Most definitely. Now it, it says that they are ideal. Minions, which, well, hey, hey you're in the right place, Kenku. You're in the right place, our Kenku friends. Um, you know they can't create these things for themselves, but they have all you know, have a talent for learning and memorizing details. Um, yeah, with thus uh, it says uh, thus ambitious Kenku can excel as superb spies and scouts. 
Okay. So, the, so we had probably... some we had some examples of the goblins and the kobolds, which are your your kind of pack groups. Uh, your you know bring them en masse to perform large jobs or to uh, be backup in in hostile situations. Kenku very much seem the opposite sort. They're much more like individual operators. Yeah. And and are more more geared toward fine detail work, uh, or or espionage. Exactly. I mean, if you send a you know a kenku in, and you you know you're trying to find uh, you know corporate espionage. Let's say here. Ah, uh, corporate espionage, kenku. Yes. You you wanted to uh, see the the new blueprints of a rival's new headquarters that they're building, but you don't want them you know uh, 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 suspicions to be aroused. So you send in your kenku. Okay. That Kenku mm-hmm. is able to like sit there, find said blueprint, go boom, I've got it memorized, put it back, don't need to steal the paper because the Kenku's got it memorized. Amazing. And is out of there. So instead of Ocean's Eleven with goblins, you have duplicity with Kenku. Yes. <laughs> with Clive Owen and Julia Roberts. Most definitely. <laughs> it's my turn to make a movie reference. I never get to do that. This is fair. Now uh, and then, and then you could just take these two Kenku and play the movie Duplicity for them, and they could just sound like the actors. This is fair. Now, yeah, Kenku, man, they're they're great. They're you know they're really you know they're you know birds essentially, and you know just like mm-hmm. Aarakocra and other just like bird birds. You mm-hmm. know, they <laughs> were once able to fly and thus still have the physiology. You know, their mm-hmm. bones and their body are, are pretty light, you know, so they're light on their feet. They're very quiet, stealthy. They got they got's beaks. They got's beaks. <laughs> which they is got's... just which is just a bonus. I don't know if they get some sort of like talon sort of weapon or not. I don't think so. But I mean that would be cool. <laughs> I am I am immediately invested in Kenku Simply because, I mean, we're basically blood relatives at this yeah. point. Yeah. Now, what's what is a little sad is that their lifespans are a little shorter than a, a humans traditionally. They reach maturity at about eight, a twelve years old and only and live to about sixty years old. That's not bad, though. I mean, it's not bad when in the life of a henchfolk. Yeah, that's pretty decent. Live that that henchfolk life short. A henchfolk life. Now I'm I'm looking because I've got the the owner's manual still open. Oh, gotcha. And in, in one of the one of the uh, uh, mentions in here is uh, they're referred to as the wistful wingless. Ooh, which I think is just a Kenku band. Wistful wingless. The wistful wingless. I think that's, that's just a Kenku cover band where they just they listen to they like play songs and then when they like they. They basically create their songs, right? They they do mm-hmm. their covers, yeah, and they play them in like a private setting, like in a garage somewhere, yeah. And then when they go on tour, they don't need their instruments, they don't yeah. need like sound equipment or anything like that. They this just stand weird. on stage and open their fucking mouths, and the music comes out. Hey, what can you say? They are hopeless plagiarists. <laughs> <laughs> that is their that is their uh, first album, actually. Ho- hopeless plagiarist. Yeah, the wistful winglist's uh, first album. Hopeless plagiarists. Uh, that's fantastic, <laughs> glorious. Well, that uh, that is Kenku, my friends. They're pretty. They're pretty great. So, uh, if you're looking for some cool, stealthy, uh, raven-looking people, hit up those Kenku. Yeah. Okay. So one word. One for one word for the Kenku. And I guess it's Ooh. on me, since since yeah, I I got to do yours. Oh yes. Okay. Cool. You gave the word for goblins, and that's I did fair. It for I'll, yeah, I'll do the next ones. Yeah. Sounds good. So. Oh. 
Kenku. Hmm. Hmm. This is tricky because they have a lot going for them. They do. They have a lot going for them. Hmm. We can't come back. Ooh, I can dig that. Delicate. Both, both delicate in their work, but also mm-hmm. delicate just as as, as people. Yeah. Uh, maybe, because I don't want to give off the impression either that Kenku are like soft or weak, because they're not. Maybe keen. Keen, that's there we a good go. one. That's a keen. very good one. I can They've got that. sharp senses. They've got a good... A, a good natural eye and mind and ear for very detailed work mm-hmm. are are are, st- are, are, are uh, uh, stealthy, quiet, beguiling. Beguiling Kenku. is a good word. Kenku, baby. Keen. Keenku. All right, Keenku. Keenku. <laughs> All right, Rad, so we have one more. One more, and... Um, this, uh, obviously we've brought a lot of different uh, henchfolk into the shop today to highlight their skill sets and to highlight their uh, abilities and their kind of top jobs. This last one is kind of our our, our, our big boy. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, if, if our big boy of the henchfolk. Yeah. Our, our big hench. If you will. Big hench, baby. Big hench. Uh, we have some ogres on on call. Oh. Oh, dude. We got some, og- some ogres. Ogres. Um, ogres, ogres for the uninitiated, um, kind of look like Shrek. Because Shrek's an ogre. He is, um, except for the weird ear tones. <laughs> the weird ear tubes. Um, ogres are typically very big. Uh, they're they're considered giants, but you know they push ten, twelve feet, not thirty. Yeah. Uh, they are big, muscular, brutish, heavy, and they smash real good. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Is that uh, it? No, I mean, I'll, let me go. <laughs> yep, that's it. Thanks for coming, everybody. Yeah, uh, it was great. That'll be Zach and Griffin's big hench. Uh, ogres are uh, in the mo- uh, owner's manual. In the owner's manual, ogres are described as being as lazy of mind as they are strong of body. Hmm. They live by raiding, scavenging, and killing for food and pleasure. They have kind of known for some having some furious tempers, which can flare at even the smallest perceived offense. Oh, uh, no. Such as... Yeah, like you, if you steal from them or to like accidentally bump into one passing through the hallway, make, make fun of their weight. Like, hey. Well, that's oh, that's not even a minor offense. That's like no, just don't do. We're, we're it's twenty nineteen, baby. Like we're, fat shaming's a thing of the past. There we go. Ogres will rat lash out in a frustrated tantrum until it runs out of objects or creatures to smash. They are gruesome gluttons. They kind of just combine whatever food they can get their hands on into one big smorgasbord that they just kind of shove down their gullets. They're known to uh, make loincloths from their quarry's skin and make uh, necklaces out of their bones. Well, that sounds horrible. This macabre crafting is the height of ogre culture. (laughs) (laughs) Macabre crafting is also a very good term. I think I think that is if we have an ogre metal band formed, 
the, oh, their macabre. macabre crafting. Yeah, yeah. Ogres, ogres have a lot of. There's a lot of. This book has a lot of bad things to say about ogres. It continues on saying that they're greedy, that they just take whatever uh, anything to be treasure, ranging from battered helmets to a moldy wheel of cheese to rough patches of animal fur fastened like a cloak to a squealing mud-splattered pig. Oh. And just to call that part of their hoard, essentially. Obviously, gold and silver as well, coins, gemstones. The like. They're often, yeah. But ogres have the tendency to be deceived by people. It's like, here, great ogre, I don't mean to uh, in- in- incur your wrath. Here, take this copy of Goodfellas. And this, DV- this, this prized DVD copy of Goodfellas. To add to your hoard, it is my most prized possession. The ogre will be like, okay. And I think it would be better if the ogre's like, no. (laughs) Goodfellow's terrible film. (laughs) Vidzvan's performance is lackluster. Uh, But they they are, they they have the unfortunate reputation of being pretty. uh, low intelligence, low intellect. You can read the, um, the the tagline. It says legendary stupidity. Okay, I was Which trying I, to spare them a little bit. I mean, I know. Hey, the, that's not indicative of all ogres. It's true. There's an exception to every ogre. <laughs> Few ogres can count to ten, this says, even with their fingers held out in front of them. <laughs> Most speak only a rudimentary form of giants and know only a smattering of common words. Ogres believe what they are told and are easy to fool or confuse. But they break things that they don't understand. So pushing your luck with an ogre, not always the wisest move. Yeah. And they are pretty primitive folk. They wander, they hunt, they gather, they use animal pelts and uh, to, for clothing and uproot trees to make weapons or tools. Um, they can make stone-tipped javelins or just use big tree branches or rocks to smack people with. Um, Rad. Ogres are, yeah, they are kind of like it says on the tin. They're the the most muscular amongst our uh, minion selections, our henchfolk selections for the day. No, no, but um, but that's not a bad thing. You see, no, you, you get no means. you get what you see, and you know what. That, you know, especially if you're in a uh, less than legitimate business. Yeah. Knowing that you don't have some underling that's trying to oust joust you. Yeah. Could, is, you know, a, a benefit, really. You've got some yeah, big, meaty, strong boys that, like, mm-hmm. as long as you keep them happy, you're good to go. Yeah. You pay them what they've earned. You give them the supplies necessary to succeed. And they'll fucking break everything in their path. Most definitely. <laughs> Yikes. Ogres, ogres are... I, I personally want to give ogres the uh, Zack and Griffin's multiversal gold gold tier stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. Just a... Sh- Just the, right on to ogres. That, that gold tier stamp. <laughs> <laughs> ogres are rad. They're... they're they can do anything, honestly, except read. Now, um, ha- here's a question. Have you mm. scrolled to the next page of, on the monster oh. manual? I, I mean, I'm sorry, the on. owner manual, where it depicts half ogres. Half ogres? Half ogres. Or Ogrillon. Ogrillon. 
don't know. Oh, Grillon. Those guys. When, when it, an ogre mates with a human, hobgoblin, bugbear, or orc, the result is always a half ogre. Huh. Interesting. So it's just a. I like the 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 uh, parenthetical next to it. Sorry, yeah. Of ogres don't mate with dwarves, halflings, or elves. They eat them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a note in the owner's manual from Riddle Fiddle the Seder, who I think, I think he's related, at least in some way, to Dallas. To Dallas. I think Dallas. I th- oh no no, he was his teacher. That's what it was. Riddle Fiddle was Riddle Fiddle taught Dallas everything he knows. Oh, gotcha. Um, but Riddlefiddle had to say that ogres, on the subject of ogres, worst dancers ever. <laughs> so perhaps ogres aren't known for their grace or their social tact or their intelligence, but what they are known for is being loyal, being strong, and being honest. Because with that sort of low intelligence comes the inability to deceive the inability to try to manipulate people. They're just honest, hardworking, honest ogres. Most definitely. And would be an asset to you and your enterprise folks at home. Mm-hmm. So one word, Zach. What's your one word on, on ogres? Stalwart. Stalwart. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. They're strong, hard to knock over. Strong of mind, of soul, of body. Maybe not strong of mind. Of fortitude. <laughs> fortitude. Yes. Is another, fortitude. Is a, let's go with fortitude. Ooh. They're, they're strong not, of body, of soul. Of, uh, uh, of will. Of heart. There you go. Uh, uh, big, big, big heart. Literally. Captain Planet, baby. Heart. Cap- Captain anyway, Ogre. Captain Ogre. He's our hero. <laughs> Gonna take pollution down to zero. Um, That's true. <laughs> But my friends at home, <laughs> that are all the the fantastic hench folk that we have to talk to you about today. Thank you all to the lovely hench folk for coming in today. Most we'll definitely. be in touch soon. Uh, make sure you get your exit packets on the way out. Take the cookies. I I gained enough weight eating cookies at my last job. Uh, most definitely. Uh, Rick the ogre, you can just take the whole punch bowl, man. Once you've dunked take your face the punch in, bowl. Yeah, we're not we're not going to serve that to other people. You don't have to return the bowl. Yes, add no, it you to your add it to your pile. Fantastic. That's Thank a you guys. Gift from uh, it's a, a signing bonus, I guess. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Zen- Zengor, make sure that you tell uh, all your folks back at the 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 Crash Claw Clan about this. I want to see them all here next time. All right, definitely. Now, friends. This is the, the 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 part of the show that always makes me the the, the saddest, and I'm sure for my, uh, for my my counterpart here as well. And that is when we say goodbye to you all until our next episode. I don't wanna. I know, I know, Griffin. <laughs> but we must. But we must. Yeah, we must. We must. Now, after featuring some, let's see if I can remember all of them. Uh, determined goblins, some resourceful kobolds. Some keen Kenku and some stalwart ogres. I got them all. There you got it. We, uh, uh, we, 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 yeah, we've given you a lot of uh, of fantastic options for for you to 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 mull over, to think about, mm-hmm. and get back to us uh, with um, any that you may be interested in. We can put out that call and get you hooked yeah. up as soon as possible. 
and we will be happy to help write those contracts with a generous 5% cut. Most definitely. Now, don't forget, just like all of our, our fantastic, uh, uh, soon-to-be um, employed friends, um, mm-hmm. you are free to write into the show. Let us know anything that you are interested in seeing here in the shop. Just send those uh, 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 you know messages over the Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. You can either just tweet mm-hmm. at us or DM us, and we'd love to get back to you. Absolutely. Most definitely. Uh, well, we can make I, entire episodes out of it. We've done it before. We've done it before, my friends. Uh, but you want the spotlight? It's all yours. It's, just send us. Just, just say the word. Just send us a message. Send it. Do it. Send it. This got a little yeah, more like, hostile like, like than in, I wanted to. Like I think in, the ogres. Well, no, like in football, in football or whatever, they're like, "Hey, send it," and they throw I, the football. Is that a thing? I think so. I mean, there's a lot of people yelling in football, so it's just kind of hard to tell what one individual person is saying, especially when they have the helmets on, you know? Yeah, I think it's more in, like, practice and stuff like that. I've never seen a football practice. I don't don't know. I I don't know where we go from here, Griffin. (laughs) Um, I think we we say, um, I've been Griffin. Oh, I've been Zach. And just remember, everybody, at the end of the day. It's all about love, baby. It's all about love, baby. Thank you to all of our henchfolk for coming in. If you got some henchfolk that you wanted to talk about, send them our way. S- send open a, the doors. Open the door coming for soon, your friends. Coming soon, new banners. Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Job Fair. Bye. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening to episode 23 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider subscribing or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also follow along with us at Pet Shop Cast on Twitter or PetShopCast.com. If you want more from us, you can check out our sister show, Another Path, a theatrical D&D actual play podcast at AnotherPathPod on Twitter or AnotherPathPodcast.com. On that website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon, which helps support all the shows that we do and the amazing people who create them. We'd like to thank Nikki Does puzzles for making our theme song you can find her soundcloud at nikki does puzzles or at tuttle underscore trouble on twitter we'd also like to thank nikki rin and chase for lending their vocal talents to this episode's ad break you can find rin at rin underscore moran and chase at tq loudly on twitter that's going to be all from us but we'll be back in just two weeks with a brand new episode until then love a goblin we love you Bye bye